On today's episode, the Chicago Blackhawks made their first wave of cuts on Friday afternoon, trimming their training camp roster down to just 50 players. I'll go over which players were involved in the first round of cuts, who was sent down to the Rockford Ice Hogs, and then I'll also preview both of the lineups for the Blackhawks preseason games on Saturday and Sunday. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, September 30th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman 2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talking Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. I also need to remind you all that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, which is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games here in 2022. Bet Online, where the game starts. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, please be sure to go and show some support. First, by following the podcast. Be sure to also go and rate the show with five stars. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then you can also go and leave me a review. And the best part about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that's through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then you got to be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because every episode moving forward, folks, is going to have a video as well uploaded to YouTube. So if you haven't done so yet, please Go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks. I really would appreciate all the support that I can get, folks. It only takes two seconds and helps me out more than all of you know. So please be sure to go and subscribe to the channel. Also, go and smash the like button on this video as well. And go and ring the bell. Turn on those push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. We have a special Saturday bonus episode coming in this week, folks. And the reason why I wanted to make sure to get an extra episode out is, well, not only are the Blackhawks having two preseason games this weekend, one Tomorrow night, Saturday night, against the Detroit Red Wings at the United Center. And they're also having a game at Fiserv Forum in Milwaukee against the Minnesota Wild on Sunday night. But on top of that, the Blackhawks made their first wave of roster cuts early on Friday afternoon. And I wanted to make sure to break all of that down right here on Lockdown Blackhawks so all of you listeners out there are up to date on what's going on with the Blackhawks training camp roster. So yes, there are only 50 players now on the Blackhawks training camp roster after this first wave of cuts. Uh, First was Gavin Hayes, the 2022 third round pick for the Blackhawks this past year. Got some good action in uh, 
both the development camp and the Tom Curvers Prospect Showcase. Got one game of preseason action that was on Wednesday up in Detroit. I thought he looked pretty good. Made a couple of nice feeds on the power play. I really like seeing him get physical and uh, not shy away from contact and and make some mature plays. Uh, I liked what I saw out of Gavin Hayes in a short uh, time span here in the preseason. Only one game. I wish we could have saw more, but it does make sense to send him back to the Flint Firebirds of the OHL for his second season there. Not much of a surprise, as I mentioned. He was never going to make the NHL roster or anything of that sort, but a really good experience for him being in Chicago in the past month or so and uh, getting familiar with hopefully some of his future teammates down the road. So um, Gavin Hayes was the first one who was announced as a roster cut. That came on Thursday, but then as part of the first wave of roster cuts that landed on Friday, uh, first I wanted to get into the three players out of this group that were officially sent down to the Rockford Ice Hogs, and that was Evan Barrett, Jakob Poor and Louis Crevier. And I think it's pretty clear for all three of these guys, they were just a, a step behind or still kind of a tier behind some of the other players who are closer to making the Blackhawks NHL roster out of camp. For Evan Barrett and Jakob Poor, they're still behind guys like Cole Gutman, uh, Josiah Slavin, even Dylan Sakura, I would probably say, given that he's already got some NHL action under his belt in his career. Barrett and Poor really didn't show all that much, both at the showcase, at development camp. Um, it's not all that surprising to see that they've already been sent down to Rockford. They're clearly a tier behind some of the other guys right now. And then for Crevier, yeah, it's it's really tough because there are so many defensemen that are right on that bubble. Uh, you know, Galvis, Regula, Phillips, Mitchell when he was healthy, Vlasic. Nicholas Bodan kind of feels like a forgotten man this training camp with all the other defensemen that are being talked about. Uh, so for Crevier, yeah, he's kind of been lost in the shuffle a little bit. So no surprise to see that he was also uh, in the group that has been officially sent down to the Rockford Ice Hogs. The rest of the players were guys that were either part of uh, Blackhawks training camp due to amateur tryouts or professional tryouts. So these guys really, it's not surprising to see them part of this first wave of cuts. And for a couple of them, though, it, it is curious. We'll see if they're going to come back to the Blackhawks in some capacity. But uh, most of them were involved in Group 3 in training camp, which was kind of the odd group out. Uh, so it makes sense here for the most part. But uh, we have Morgan Adams Moisen, who was here on an ATO. Uh, DJ Buzdeker, interesting to see that he was part of this group. Same with Carson Gasevitz, who was someone the Blackhawks brought in last summer. Bobby Lynch, Seamus Malone, Riley McKay, who got a preseason game, or actually not a preseason game. He played in the Tom Curvers Prospect Showcase, the first game against the Wild, and was really mixing it up. Then there's Garrett Mitchell, who was a big part of the Ice Hogs the last few years. Kind of interesting to see that he was part of this group. Uh, and then Andrew Parrott and Cliff Watson were the two defensemen that were part of the cuts from the Blackhawks training camp roster. So altogether kind of guys that were, you know, on the outside looking in AHL or depths, depth players for the most part. So um, not, not the craziest thing at all to hear that these guys were part of these cuts, but uh, the Blackhawks roster is now down to 50 players after this select group has been cut from their training camp roster.
All right, there's the latest updates out of Blackhawks training camp. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into the projected lineups for both of the Blackhawks preseason games over the weekend. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can find all of the latest football developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts on whatever game you want to place a wager on. BetOnline is also your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and game scores. It's both the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including the MLB, MMA, boxing, and even golf. So head on over to the website today, or you can also use your mobile device to learn more right now about the action and trends. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. For segment two, it's time to get into who we can expect to see in the Blackhawks lineup for both of their preseason games over the weekend. First, for tomorrow night's game against Detroit at the United Center, looks like uh, for both of these games, we're, we're going to get kind of a mixed bag. Some, some NHLers are going to play both days, then some prospects in uh, other AHL guys are going to be sort of mixed in there. But for this game against Detroit, uh, shout out to Charlie Romeliotis of NBC Sports Chicago, frequent guest here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, by the way, for tweeting out these groups and uh, making it pretty clear this is what it's looking like the Blackhawks are going to go with over the weekend. But for the game tomorrow night, or I guess tonight, for those of you who are probably listening, because uh, I will be dropping this. I'm recording on Friday night. I'm going to be dropping it super early in the morning on Saturday. So I guess technically tonight against the Detroit Red Wings at the UC, starting with the forward group for the Blackhawks, it looks like we're going to see a line we already saw this preseason in Tyler Johnson, Jonathan Taves, and Taylor Radish. And that was uh, kind of the second line that the Blackhawks have been going with in practice recently. We saw Andreas Athanasiu get bumped up with Max Domi and Patrick Kane. That bumped Radish down to the second line here with Taze and Johnson. And then Colin Blackwell, who opened up training camp in a top six spot, has kind of fallen down to the third line, which I personally think is the correct spot for him to be. And I just don't think he has the offensive game to be a top six forward. But for Taze, Johnson, and Radish, yeah, it looks like this could be potentially a combination for the Blackhawks when they open up the season against the Colorado Avalanche. Makes a lot of sense for Taves and Johnson, two established players, to be on the second line together. And I think Taylor Radish is, you know, deserving of this opportunity. It's going to be interesting to see kind of how he handles uh, this this game's worth of action tonight against the Wings because, you know, while this does feel like a spot that he's deserving of because of how well he performed late last season uh, when he first got acquired by the Blackhawks, he still has to prove himself and prove the new coaching staff, Luke Richardson, and the assistant coaches that he belongs in the top six. I think it's the right spot for him to start out in, but if he's not playing well, he doesn't deserve to stay there. So this is a major opportunity for Radish, and it would be really nice to see him capitalize on uh, this opportunity getting paired up with Jonathan Taves and Tyler Johnson. Then for the second line, looks like it's going to be Philip Kurashev, Lucas Reichel, and Dylan Sakura. And we saw Kurashev and Reichel play together in that game on Wednesday up at Little Caesars Arena, so it makes sense to put them together. 
And then Dylan Sakura, honestly, was maybe the Blackhawks' most effective forward in that game. That line of he, Lafferty, and Jujar Kara were really strong. Uh, and Sakura, of course, had that goal 11 seconds into the game to put the Blackhawks ahead one to nothing. I like this opportunity to, uh, or I, I like this situation for Sakura to be in. Uh, I, I think it does actually give Lucas Reichel more of an adequate line mate than he had on Wednesday when he was skating with Boris Kachuk and Philip Kurashev. I think it makes a whole lot more sense to have Dylan Sakura up there. So hopefully they'll be able to create a little more with. Uh, an offensive-minded winger there alongside Lucas Reichel. Then for the third line, looks like it's going to be Jujar Kara, Reese Johnson, and Mackenzie Entwistle. Um, bottom six guys here, you know Kara. He had a really good game, though, I thought, against the Wings. Did all the right things, got to the dirty areas. It's really nice to see him back on the ice after all that he went through last season. Obviously a scary moment for him, getting knocked unconscious. Uh, against the New York Rangers and, you know, not being able to return. It's just nice to see Jujar Kara playing uh, hockey once again. And, you know, he's made the most of his opportunities so far in the preseason. Uh, he, he's someone, you know, that is still trying to prove to this coaching staff that he's got what it takes to be an NHLer. I expect him to be in the Blackhawks opening night lineup, but we have to see how it all shakes out. There are some bottom six spots up for grabs here. I think it's important for these other two guys to showcase their stuff as well. Reese Johnson, Mackenzie Entwistle, they need to they need to show this coaching staff some stuff too. Uh, and same with Boris Kachuk, you know, down on the fourth line with Josiah Slavin and Brett Sini. I feel like Slavin Slavin is probably a bit of a long shot to make the Blackhawks lineup out of camp, especially when you think about how he could be down in Rockford playing more valuable minutes there rather than just being an extra guy. But I know the Blackhawks like what he provides a lot. And I think it's also important too, that he's kind of stepped up as a, a leader of this new young wave that's stepping onto the scene for the Blackhawks. So uh, Josiah Slavin, man, someone to keep an eye on. Former seventh round pick of the Hawks has really progressed, progressed well these last few seasons. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out for him in a couple weeks here when uh, it's the deciding time for the Blackhawks coaching staff to figure out who's going to uh, be part of this roster and who's going to be sent back down to Rockford. Then on defense, we have Jack Johnson making his preseason debut. He'll finally get in the lineup as the Blackhawks, you know, playing back-to-back games here. Makes sense for him to finally get in and start to get ready for the regular season grind. He'll be paired up on the top pairing with Alec Regula. Also, I think is is probably going to make the opening night lineup, but uh, still, you know, every rep counts, every game counts. He looked really good, I thought, on Wednesday against the team that drafted him, the Detroit Red Wings, but this will be a good situation for him to be in, paired up with Jack Johnson, a guy who he could potentially get some time with uh, at the NHL level this season. We'll also see Isaac Phillips and Nolan Allen as the second defensive pairing tomorrow night against Detroit, and then to round it out will be Ethan Del Mastro and Nicholas Bodan with Alex Stalock in net. Then for Sunday's game up in Milwaukee, a reminder again, folks, this is the preseason game that's going to be held at Preserve Forum between the Blackhawks and the Wild. Kind of hoped that this was going to be a regular season contest, but uh, I still hope the Blackhawks faithful and just hockey fans up in Milwaukee will be able to, to fill Preserve Forum up and have a good crowd on hand for, for this one on Sunday. But again, like I already mentioned, we're going to kind of see a split NHL group here. so. Athanasiu, Domi, and Kane are going to be the top line, it looks like, on Sunday against the Wild. And 
they looked really sharp against St. Louis. It was kind of crazy that they didn't find a way to get on the stat sheet. Like Andreas Athanasiu had five or six real good scoring chances. His speed was evident all night long, and I'm so excited to watch him play on a nightly basis, especially if he's getting an opportunity like this on the top line with Max Domi and Kaner. Uh, and then both Kane and Domi hit the post in, in that game against the Blues as well. So hopefully they'll be able to put one in the back of the net on Sunday against the Wild to kind of get them going a little bit. Second line is a really interesting line. We have a couple of goons and then a little bit more of an offensive-minded guy. We have Samuel Savoy, who's just been an absolute menace so far throughout the preseason. This could be his last game of action before getting sent back down to the Gatineau Olympiques of the QMJHL. He'll be skating with Sam Lafferty, a.k.a. the Energizer Bunny, and then Michael Tepley will be the right winger on that line. I honestly don't know if that's a good spot for Tepley to be in, playing with some some grinders like that, Um, but we'll see how it goes. Third line is going to be a line we saw in the opener against the Blues as well, and that's Buddy Robinson, Cole Gutman and Colin Blackwell, and they were really sharp together. And, you know, Robinson's an AHL veteran, someone who's played NHL games throughout his career, an older guy. Um, But Gutman, I think, you know, putting him on a line here with Blackwell once again and, you know, establishing this line, I think it shows how close Cole Gutman really is to potentially cracking the Blackhawks opening night lineup. He's done nothing but be impressive every time we've we've seen him so far this summer. I mean, he just keeps leaving a lasting impression, scored his first unofficial goal, uh, the lone goal for the Blackhawks on Tuesday against the Blues. Hopefully that trio will be able to keep up their mojo that they had against St. Louis and uh, keep it rolling on Sunday against the Wild. And then the fourth line is Howard, Philp, and Gust. AHL depth guys, not really telling you a whole lot there. On defense, we will see Alex Vlasic and Seth Jones once again, folks. And I just think this is telling us that Alex Vlasic really is going to open up the season on the top defensive pairing with Seth Jones. Seems very likely at this point. I mean, they've kept those two together throughout the preseason and throughout training camp thus far. And Alex Vlasic hasn't given the staff any reason to take him off of that pairing with Seth Jones. So he continues to be sharp. Wouldn't be surprised one bit if Alex, Alex Vlasic on opening night is on the Blackhawks' top defensive pairing with Seth Jones. Then we're going to see Kevin Korchinski, the seventh overall selection, who's been magnificent in his two preseason games worth of action. I have a feeling this, like Samuel Savoy, this will probably be Korchinski's final game before getting sent back to the Seattle Thunderbirds. Hopefully he'll leave us with another dazzling moment or two as he's paired up on the second defensive pairing with Riley Stillman. And then Philip Rose will be paired up with Caleb Jones on the third defensive pairing. Rose was someone who I thought could push for an opening night roster spot on the uh, for the Blackhawks, but I don't think he's established himself as the same kind of defenseman as Vlasic, Regula, even Isaac Phillips I've been more impressed with. Maybe even Nolan Allen too. Um, so I think Rue probably will be opening up the season in Rockford uh, along with a few other of those guys. And then Peter Mrazek will be the one in goal for the Chicago Blackhawks on Sunday against the Wild. Just wanted to make sure all of you are prepared for what the Blackhawks lineup could look like for both of their preseason games over the weekend. Last, before I wrap things up, 
I also wanted to kind of uh, express this inner debate that I've been having with myself these past few days on whether or not Lucas Reichel is going to make the Blackhawks opening night lineup out of training camp. And at this point, folks, my heart is telling me that it's not going to happen because we just, we have throughout training camp, we haven't seen him get any reps whatsoever in practice with any of the top six guys. It's been Athanasiu, uh, Radish has been in there. We've even seen Blackwell in there at times, like I've mentioned. And, you know, if Lucas Reichel isn't going to be playing top six minutes with the Blackhawks, there's no point in having him around. Like, what, are you going to go put him with Sam Lafferty and Philip Kurashev on the third line and expect him to produce? No, that just that doesn't seem like the right situation for him to be in at all. If he's going to be up at, at the NHL level with the Hawks, it's going to be playing with Jonathan Taves or it's going to be playing with Patrick Kane and Max Domi. That would be the right situation for Lucas Reichel to come up in. And because we haven't seen him in that situation at all, I just have a hard time believing that he's going to be making the opening night lineup. Like even for this weekend, like he's going to be on the second line with Philip Kurashev and Dylan Sakura. Like they just haven't given him any real line mates that he could possibly play with uh, if he were to make the Blackhawks roster. So at this point, folks, I'm just thinking it's not going to happen. But I don't want all of any of you listeners to be upset with that decision. There still certainly are positives with Lucas Reichel going back to Rockford. Look, he's going to be the man down there. He already was a point-per-game guy with them last year, his first season over in North America. He's going to play top-line minutes, I hope, with Michael Tepley, someone he established real good chemistry with in the second half of last season. And he's going to play power play. He's going to be the main guy probably right around 20 minutes a game. They'll probably strictly play him at center. Uh, Hopefully he'll get some reps on the penalty kill or in defensive situations to kind of become more versatile. It just allows him to continue growing his game with all the pressure on his shoulders. and. Look, I know this seems like a no-pressure situation for the Blackhawks, given that the fans don't expect this team to be any good at all, and we're obviously thinking about the future. It feels like a situation where you can kind of just throw a guy out there, and whatever happens, happens. It's all going to be positive. And while I do see that side, and I think it works for certain guys, aka an Alex Vlasic right out of college, a six foot six defenseman who's already a little bit more physically mature and can kind of be thrown into that fire and I think handle it better than some other guys. For Lucas Reichel, who's a forward who's continuing to try and get stronger and thicker and tougher to knock off the puck and just kind of rounding out his game, I think it's fine for him to still be in Rockford where he's going to get a great opportunity. He's going to be a leader down there, someone his teammates are relying on to put up numbers offensively. He'll be a top line guy. He'll be looked at to carry that Rockford Icehawks team hopefully back to the Calder Cup playoffs. I don't know if he'd remain with them for the entirety of the season, but it's not a bad situation for him to be in. And remember, whether it's the NHL or whether it's Rockford, there's no rush here. I see that there are positives potentially with playing him at the NHL, but why don't we make a hundred percent we make sure a hundred percent that he's ready to take on that type of task and He darn near might be, but there's also different guys who could be in those spots. There's positives to both sides. And look, 
just because Lucas Reichel is going back down to Rockford. And that, that's not even for sure. It just all signs are pointing in that direction to me, at least just because he's going back down to Rockford and didn't crack the Blackhawks NHL roster out of camp. That doesn't mean it was a failure of a training camp or anything whatsoever. In fact, I thought Lucas Reichel looked great. Like the Tom Curvers prospect showcase. I thought he was the best player on the ice and that, you know, that's saying something considering the wild has a real the wild have a really good prospect pool themselves. There's some good talent for the Blackhawks here now all of a sudden. And I thought Lucas Reichel was far and beyond a step ahead of everybody. So he's close Blackhawks fans. If he doesn't make it and if he doesn't get a whole lot of NHL action this year, look, he's still close. And I wouldn't let, you know, him not making the team out of camp determine how you're going to feel about him. He's still going to be a great player, I fully believe. And uh, giving him some more time down in Rockford certainly isn't the worst thing in the world. I just kind of wanted to have this discussion with all of you because in my mind, it's becoming more and more clear that Lucas Reichel is going to begin the season with the Rockford Ice Hogs rather than playing a, you know, a bottom six role for the Blackhawks to open up the year because he just hasn't seen any legitimate top six opportunities so far throughout training camp. All right, folks, that is going to wrap up Saturday, October 1st. Wow, it's spooky season, folks. Saturday, October 1st episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks right now wherever you get your podcasts. And go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, you got to be sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news on everything that happened in the NHL offseason. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the Blackhawks or to the show, don't forget that Monday's episode, the next episode here on Lockdown Blackhawks, will be Mailbag Monday. So send your questions to LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. It's all one word, LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com, or you can also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts. So until the next episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.